0: are you ready to write do you want to learn what it takes to create a writing career then tune in and take notes because on simply write we talk about the writer's craft and the qualities and quirks of living a writer's life let's go Hello and welcome to Simply Write with Polly. I'm Polly and this is the podcast where we talk about the writing craft and crafting a writing life. And I cannot believe it, we are at the end of the year again. And there's a few things professional writers need to think about anyone who wants to be a professional writer. I mean, I started this long before I had a paid assignment because I wanted to put the habits in place that would help me create a sustainable professional writing business. And so these are things I've done over the years and continue to do kind of my end of the year wrap up. Now, remember, any business you're in, there are things that are required at the end of the year. It might be an annual report, it might be tax papers, it might be licensing, whatever. And writing is really no different than that. So I'm gonna give you a checklist of the things you might wanna do before the end of the year to wrap it up and put yourself in good position heading into the new year. But first, we start with the daily. And what's on my to-do list for today? A mishmash of stuff. First of all, I'm dealing with some technology issues and equipment. That's a pain because I don't want to spend time trying to get the computer working faster or open up memory. And I'm also having some cord issues for the podcast. So I've spent a lot of time on maintenance and uh, computer stuff this morning which brings up an important issue. I do have a backup computer. If I really get stuck on the PC, I have a laptop that I can go to. And I've always had that because I don't wanna miss a whole day of work if my computer goes down, because they're gonna go down. We're hard on them, we use them constantly. And so have a backup plan in mind, whether that's pen to paper or writing on your phone or whatever it is for you. I have an old laptop and I have an old PC and one supports the other. This also helps because um, now my husband is working at home a couple of days a week. So he takes the office with the PC and the bigger screen and I uh, move my laptop around. So it's working today for me because I can still get some work done even though I'm managing computers. The other part of this is is when you start taking this on seriously and you're spending more and more of your time in your writing business, have a backup plan for your computer or your tech person. Um, I work with a sole proprietor who's a great guy and He can do some of the work remotely, but he's very affordable when I have to uh, drop the equipment his way. He'll take care of that for me. It really helps. It saves so much time. And there are just things I pay for because I'm not very good at them or I can't miss the day of work to deal with them. uh, Like I've already burned a couple hours today that I didn't need to do. So. If this goes on much longer, I'll be calling him in. So know who your people are to help you keep the business up and running so you can stick to the stuff you're good at. And that's on my daily list. I didn't count on that today. I'm also ordering some pictures uh, for a project I'm working on. So I've been online cropping those. I'm paying bills. I'll, an odd assortment of things. I'm revising um, chapter 10 today. And sending out some end-of-the-year notes, which I'm going to talk about in the next segment. But this is a good time of year to send thank you notes. Uh, Check in with folks. Let them know you appreciated working with them. And that's part of what I'm doing today. And Those are the dailies. All right. And here we are at the end of another year. First of all, before we start talking about how fast it's gone and the ups and downs we've had, I think it's a good time to take a beat and be grateful. That we've made it right we're here we're doing the writing work and we have an opportunity to keep doing it as long as we put a business model in place that's going to support the work we want to do and i don't care how big your shop is how little i don't care if you're writing a novel or you're working as a freelance magazine or content writer pumping out projects all week long however you're structuring your business there are a few end of the year things to keep in mind, and these are things, I just have a checklist I go by every year, although now, after all this time, it's something I'm always thinking about, and I'll put a checklist for you on simplywrite.substack dot com. If you want to check that out, it comes out Thursdays and you can join our Simply Write community for free and pick up this checklist. If you want some ideas about how to structure the last few weeks of the year to put you in a good position as we launch into the year ahead, I think uh, some pre-planning, some future planning, I like to call it, and also some reflection on what worked and what didn't work this year is really helpful so that we don't Uh, spend time in in January feeling stuck or not knowing where to turn. I like, I I take a a week off at the end of the year. I like knowing how I'm going to launch in that first first week of the year. So this helps me every year. And there are just some smart things you need to do uh, to keep things in check so that you could keep doing this writing work. And so when I think of the year, end of the year planning and reflection, I divide it into three sections. I have the business aspects, the pitch and project planning, and the personal and professional development goals for the year ahead. So let's start with the business end. Here are the things that's worth thinking about right now. Do you have any outstanding invoices? editors who owe you money? Do you have royalty sheets you need to document and put in? This is a good time to get your taxes ready. If you are like many writers paying estimated taxes January 15th, get organized, know what you've got going out, get the paperwork in place, pull the receipts together online, whatever. Also, it's time to renew your business license. Where I am in Oregon, I need to have an annual business license for the work I'm doing, the writing work, and so it's time to do that. And this is a good time, uh, when we're looking at the business end, to look at business development. Who were the clients you worked with this year that you loved, the editors that you loved, the publishers? Repeat clients that have kept you going all year long, and the people that you really liked, it's a good time of year to send out a thank you note. Be vulnerable, be honest about how you appreciated their business, and wish them well going ahead. Now, often people send out gifts this time of year. I do not. I send out a handwritten thank you note or Christmas card. And I always put something meaningful in it that's relevant to our working experience, something that I appreciated from them, something that made our working relationship fantastic, or a project I like doing with them. And I leave it at that. People don't get good mail anymore. Most of it's online and I don't do that. I, I, number one, I like to use my pens, you know that. And I'll sit down and write a note card to the people that I really valued. Now, these don't have to be the people who are just paying your bills. These are people I'm in collaboration with, right? I've been on their podcast or they've been on mine or there's aspects of this that uh, that are important to me. And these are also people that I wanna develop into further business, so I, I don't send a card to everyone everybody because that becomes really difficult for me to keep up in my schedule. Um, but these are people that uh, that I don't know very well, I'm, I'm not familiar with, but I would like to work with again. The other people that I truly care about, I'll keep in contact during the year where I'll send a text to them this time of year and say, hey, I can't wait to do more with you or whatever it is if I'm on that level of of relationship with them Uh, that's a more of a friendly working relationship but as far as the more formalized clients and the people I want to work with again I send a handwritten note this is also a good time to start promoting your books as holiday presents or new year inspiration it's a good time to start promoting your newsletters to get on social media and to really uh, interact with the community that you've valued all year long, make sure that these bases are covered. Now, this is twofold. It keeps you in the front of mind as they're hiring writers for the year ahead. But also, this year can be a, a frazzling, hard, difficult, emotional time of year for many people. It's not always easy. It can be lonely, it can be dark. And I like to take extra steps to be in touch with those people in my communities, my professional community and my personal. And to just let them know I'm out here and I notice them and they matter to me. Um, And that just makes me feel better. I wanna touch base with people because I know it's not easy for everyone. And I know that in the Western culture in particular, We don't talk about that very often, but I want to acknowledge that we're all out there together. We're still working. We're still raising our families. We're still trying to negotiate uh, and grieve the loss of loved ones, um, the loneliness we might be feeling, the financial frustration we might be feeling. Writers are no different than other people in that segment. So I like to be a little more uh, visible during this time of year. Hopefully so that the people that I work with and care about feel less alone. So that's a business thing. Because I think of that in terms of my business community. But truly, that's an aspect that I do for me. It helps me feel more connected. And I think that's important. I think that's smart personally and smart for business. So this time of year, the business aspect. Again, get your taxes ready to go. Get things categorized. Fill out the forms. Do what you need to write the check. Do what you need to do. Licenses. Time for renewal. And that could be for your subscriptions too. Your online subscriptions. Your domain hosting and name, all those kind of things. Take care of the business, uh, your newspaper subscription, whatever it is, and let people know you care about them. Do that on social media and texting, but also send thank yous to clients that you value, to people you want to work with again. Uh, And use this time too, to look at your infrastructure. Is your website up to date? What do you need to do? Do you need to uh, pay a subscription service for your provider? Do you need to get a computer person or guide behind you to help you with your taxes, to help you with your technology upgrades and computer stuff, and all those things? What is it you need to put in place now to keep your business going for the year ahead? And that means infrastructure, uh, connection, and clients, right? Okay. Okay. Now's a good time to do that. Next, take a look at your pitches and project planning. You know, I've talked about the editorial calendar on the show a number of times, this is a great time to create yours. Now, if you're writing content or you're writing for sites and uh, magazines, they may have their own editorial calendar up on their site. Go check that out. Look at their plan for what they're going to cover and when. And then adjust your writing projects around those. So if they're writing about automotive gifts, say in uh February and you write automotive articles or you have especially in that kind of content, then look at what they're doing and when and what kind of topics they want that are listed on their editorial calendar and write those in yours, the things that you can provide. June is a big wedding month. If you write about weddings or lifestyle topics, then look at organizations that need that kind of content and when they're going to publish and then adjust your editorial calendar Uh, Now, right, to fit that. Now, keep in mind, if you write weddings and you see that a site or publication that you want to write for is slated to run a focus on weddings in June, you need to start right now to get your pitches together and get that off in January. They're already in pre-planning mode looking at content. And if you're a little ahead, they may assign it anyway and that gives them leeway or they might say, hey, come back to us in March, whatever it is. but plan ahead. If you see on the editorial calendar that somebody's running uh, back to school stuff in September, then you need to be ready to go with that in may right because they're already planning for what's ahead so use those publications and their timelines and their editorial calendar to map yours out but it's worth doing the other things i put on my editorial calendar and involve current deadlines deadlines in the future i put social media posts that i'm going to drop out deadlines for my newsletters and potential topics All that stuff, it's my big planning document. I'm always writing on it, I do it by pen and paper. And uh, I love it because it's very creative. New ideas come as I start to look at the months ahead. And then going into each month, I know just what I need to get out. I know the topic of the podcast, the guests I'm having, and all that kind of stuff. And it can be shaped and and moved and changed as the year goes on. It absolutely should be. It's a working document. But it helps me, especially heading into January and February, to see what I have starting now. So when I take my week off at the end of the year, I come back knowing right where I need to start okay also as far as your pitch and project planning end of the year stuff look at new arenas new markets new clients new topics you might want to write about places to break in ways to use your existing skill set to appeal to new clients and put a process in place for starting to pitch and start planning for some new projects and new clients. One of the things I'm really interested in tackling in the year ahead are some essays, a different kind of writing than I've done before. And so I have some prospective markets for that, places that uh, may run the type of thing I wanna write. I have on my editorial calendar some personal deadlines, things I want to hit. I don't have anyone waiting for those essays yet, but I know when I want the pictures ready and the essays ready, and I know where they're going to go first. I also have some letters of introduction already written to go out to prospective new clients. A couple of sites publications I want to work for one I actually approached um, this time of year and they wrote back and said yeah let's work together in January we're not assigning now Um, but now I'm on their list I will follow up with them in January keep in mind that a lot of publications a lot of clients have already gone to bed for the year they have their content out They're deep in planning for the year ahead. They may not be commissioning new writers, new assignments right now. And that's okay. That's why this is such a good time to plan. There's not a lot of new material being hired. Um, So this is uh, a time for me to finish up do my record keeping, get myself organized for the year ahead, uh, plan some goals in that editorial calendar, and also pitches that I'm going to launch out with early January and February. This is also a good time to start or continue promoting any materials you have out there. You know, link uh, on LinkedIn, and the social media where your people are, any past articles that you thought were cool and fun and, and got good exposure, let people know that you're out there still working and hey, you thought they might appreciate this article. It's a good time to promote your books on social media and in your newsletters because they could be great Christmas gifts. It's a great time to be out on social media supporting your friends who also have books that they wrote this year. Promote other writers. This community is, has helped me so much. So many great people. I've learned from them. I've worked with them. I've sent business their way and they've referred me projects. It's a good time of year to uh, connect with those people, showcase their work as great opportunities for the people in your life books that they might like to read, articles that they might find value in. And then really think about the way your skills have changed and grown this year and how you can promote them to your existing clients. So when you send your thank you notes, let people know you valued working with them on their content. And now... What, you could also write podcasts or handle their social media. Whatever it is, your expertise that you've developed this last year, it's a good time to showcase that now. Again, this is going to be a quiet time perhaps for uh, accruing new assignments, but it's a great time to keep your business out there. Really look at where you want to head in the next year. Okay, so we've looked at the business planning. And the things worth looking at as you prepare for the year ahead and wind up this year, right? Getting those invoices out, getting the taxes ready, all that stuff. And we've looked at the pitches, the promotion, and the projects to keep in mind for the year ahead. The markets you might want to work for, uh, the the places you want to continue working with, and the kinds of work you want to do in the year ahead. When we get back from this short break, we're going to talk about my absolute favorite category of the the end-of-the-year planning, right here on Simply Write with Polly, part of the Creators Network of ElectroCast. And we are back. You are listening to Simply Write with Polly, part of the Creators Network of ElectroCast. And today we're talking about end of the year planning, winding up, and future planning. What we wanna tackle, in the year ahead. I think it's a fun time. I like this, looking back on what I've done, what's worked, what hasn't worked, uh, sewing up the business aspects, getting the taxes ready, getting the licenses renewed, just all that administrative stuff. But this next part is my absolute favorite, and I actually Build time into my calendar to do this every year because I think it's essential. It gets me excited and inspired for the year ahead. And it also helps me celebrate a little bit of the things that worked well this year. So the next Category I think worth giving attention to this time of year are your personal and professional goals. What do you need to do personally to keep up professionally, to develop your writing business, to create more, to uh, get into the markets you're interested in, to finish that book, whatever it is for you? What are the personal and professional goals that uh, you want to accomplish in the year ahead? Now, I th- tie these two together because. I think it's all related. If you wanna create a sustainable writing business, you have to be physically and emotionally healthy to do it, right? You have to uh, continue your education, keep learning. What are people doing out there in the markets? What kind of strategies and approaches can you take to content writing? What are some of the techniques that you can use in your fiction? And health and exercise are part of this. It's very hard to sit at the desk every day for 10 hours, 8 hours, 6 hours a day if you're not healthy, feeling good. It's a hard thing on the body. I've interviewed authors who talk to me about the physical nature of writing. And you really don't think about it, but it's true because we are hunched over the desk it's hard on our hands and our wrists and our fingers when we're typing all the time it's hard on our eyes to be uh, focused on the screen so as you go forward and you're looking at the year ahead consider your professional and personal goals as a unified thing unified category to help you keep doing the writing you want to do that means get your eyes checked that means get out and walk around the neighborhood stretch your body do stretches do the movement or exercise you want to do during the day so that your body, your tool, right? You are the tool can keep functioning at a high level. So that's where I start every year. I look at what I want to do. And I really, this year, one of the things I've been successful at is maintaining a higher degree of movement in my day. I have a chime on my phone. I'm up every hour. I'm walking more often throughout the day. I just am, uh, amping up the physicality level. I'm getting older and I want my body to be stronger. And that really helps my focus. I have read research that indicates that even two hours of vigorous movement to start your day helps your mental focus. I believe that when I'm more physical, I am a better writer. So keep that in mind when you set your personal and your health goals. Also, how do you wanna keep learning? What are you gonna do to keep an edge in your market? Because I'm involved in many writer's groups, professional and otherwise, and these people are out there on the edge. They're constantly learning about changes in technology, about how to use AI in their business, about their client needs and topics. So what are you gonna do to keep learning about the craft so that you can up-level and be one of the go-to writers in the market. What are the projects you want to push through next year? I'm working on a novel, so nobody's waiting for that novel, but I am establishing new benchmarks, new goals, different deadlines, so I keep moving that book forward. What are the projects you want to work on? What are the markets you want to crack? If you want to have an article in some publication by May, what are you going to do in January to get yourself there? What do you need to research? What kind of pitch do you need to write? When do you need to send that pitch out? Those are the things that you need to be thinking about right now. So get your goals and ideas in mind, and then jot notes underneath them about what you need to do now in January, in February, in March, to start moving toward those goals, right? If I want to be physically in better shape by June, I can't start in June. I've got to start now. And it's the same with your writing muscles. If you want to publish in uh, a pie in the sky publication, you know, your dream publication by June, what are you doing right now? What are you doing in first week in January to move yourself toward that goal? Because sometimes it can take Uh, many hits and misses, a lot of rejection before we get that book published or that article published. So that's part of the process that I build in. If I am sending around a new book proposal in the next year, that's something I need to get on now. It takes a long time to do the research and craft those proposals. Then to get an agent or whatever the process is for you, that's not something you do at the last. If you want to publish a book... A year from now, it's not too soon to start preparing for that because you're probably going to get multiple rejections, which is part of it, right? You may need to find an agent. You'll need to draft that proposal. You'll need to have time to write the book after it's purchased, by that publisher. So there's lots of things to lay the groundwork for now. Build that into your personal and professional goal planning. And now is a good time to take a look at that stuff. Then finally, as you're dealing with all the practicalities, what does a week look like? What does a day look like for you? What do you need to do piece by piece to accomplish your goals? Also take a look at what you've done. Take a minute now at the end of the year to celebrate your accomplishments. Now, there's going to be, there's bound to be stuff that you haven't accomplished yet. I mean, there is for me, for sure. There are goals I had that I either decided were not important to me anymore, or I haven't accomplished them yet. And i and continue to work on them. But take a look at the things that you have done. Maybe you learned something that improved your writing. Maybe you stuck with a project when all the other times you've given up. That's a success, right? You're sticking to this thing that is important to you. Maybe you cracked a new market. Maybe you published, uh, you know, 10 times this year, which, which is something worth celebrating. Whatever it is that you've accomplished, take a minute acknowledge and celebrate that effort because it can be dark and lonely to do this job and we are only as good as our last job, right? So I've published thousands of articles and I'm only as good as the last one I published. Sometimes I need to pause between that and notice, okay, yes, I worked with this editor that I've always wanted to work with this year. Yes, I got another book proposal done this year. Yes, the podcast has grown by a certain amount this year. Whatever it is for you, your personal and professional goals, now is a good time to acknowledge the successes you've had. And that will help motivate you to go forward too. when we acknowledge the incremental progress we've made, we are more motivated, it sends off a rush of dopamine through our blood, we get excited for the work we have yet to do. So that's a perk right there for doing that. Finally, I want you also at the end of this year, to choose your next pie in the sky project, maybe it's time to finish that novel and publish it. Maybe you want to write for the New Yorker. Maybe you want to make, you know, $20,000 more than you did the year previously. Whatever it is for you, set the bar high. Pick a dream date, essentially. A dream project, a dream payoff, or whatever it is for you. Now, acknowledge that you might not accomplish that in a year, but dang it, you might too. I, I remember some early stories when I was a new writer and people were like, you know, start small. You're not ever going to be picked up by the big marquee magazines without any clips. And I did just the opposite. I started big. And that meant I had a whole lot of rejections in the beginning, but I figured I could weather that. That's part of my job, right? That's part of the deal of being a writer. But guess what? I also sold one to one of my top markets and got a huge payday. And that was a big clip for a new writer. So start big, not in everything, but have that pie in the sky, the ultimate dream publication, the target and keep it in the back of your mind as you go forward. It's exciting to think about, and you might be surprised about what could happen, because when we hold that thing, and I write this down, I write all this stuff down, because you know I'm a, I'm a notebook and, and pen kind of girl, but when you write that down, or you make a vision board about that stuff, then you can really uh, take in, you give a image, you give create the vision in your mind's eye, and it's amazing what can come from that. We're we're always coming back to that then. And, and, um, things can start showing up in our life that maybe before we wouldn't even have noticed that can help us further these pie-in-the-sky goals and our other goals, too. I'm, in fact, talking uh, about vision boards on Simply Said this week with uh, Marshall Leighton-Turner. So you can tune on that. Look up Polly Campbell's Simply Said if you're interested in vision boarding and how to create one. It's a great way to give a physical representation to your goals. And yes, I've done it for my writing career, Many moons, so uh, it's worthwhile. Put the pie in the sky goal on on your list. Think about it, feel good about it, get excited about it, and think, wow, sure would be nice. And then see what happens in the year ahead. Finally, before we wind things up today, I want you to take a look in this category of personal and professional goals about the things you want to do in your life, right? The new things you want to experience, the the trips you want to take, the places you want to eat, or the foods you want to try, or the languages you want to learn. Uh, This is all part of writing. You've heard me say before that To write well, we have to live well. And that means to get out there in the world. It's by doing that we have a backstory for our characters. It's by doing that we land into a story idea or a profile that a magazine or a site will wanna buy. It's by doing that we learn about wines or cars or cheese or crocheting or whatever it is. And that gives us another skill that we can take to uh, our sites and our magazines and our content clients. You know, writers need to know a lot of stuff, a little about, a lot of stuff in order to write about it and that's the fun part of writing through my writing career I've interviewed psychics and I've flown upside down in a biplane and I've visited with scientists and inventors and amazing women entrepreneurs and seen met with agricultural giant pumpkin growers, and professional poker players, and all of that has been in route to a writing career. I've written articles about all of that stuff. You have a chance to live a fascinating life, and when you do, you have great material to write about. So think about this going forward. What are you personally interested in? What hobbies do you want to start up? What things do you want to try in the year ahead? Make them a goal. Put them down on your editorial calendar, and everything is material. Everything is something to write about. The ups and downs, right? So pay attention, keep in mind the things you wanna do in the year ahead, the feelings you wanna have, the people you wanna meet, the things you wanna explore, and know that all of that is an important part of creating a, and crafting a sustainable writing career that means it's time for your assignment this week or over the next couple of weeks take a look at what you've accomplished this year and the things you want to take on in the year ahead look at the business end of things the pitches promotion and projects that you need to finalize now and plan going forward and then your personal goals. What do you want to accomplish and experience in the life ahead? Because all of that is good for writing material. That's your assignment. And remember, if you're going to tackle uh, some of this end of the year planning, you can get a checklist on the Substack community site, which is simplywrite.substack.com. You can get in touch with me there. Also pull up articles about the writing craft and crafting writer's life. And you can get a checklist and other tip sheets on that site. But this checklist will help carry you through the things we've talked about today and give you solid footing for the upcoming year. It's time for what's in the desk. And this will come as no surprise to you, but a calendar. Get one. Now I work with three. I have one on my phone that I use just to keep a date straight and they have recurring appointments on there and so forth. I also have one in a small notebook that I carry in my purse and it's got the monthly calendar but it's also got the days of the week and that's where I write my to-do list and make my notes and ideas. I always have that with me in my bag or on hand. I carry that around the house. Everything goes in that, it's like my brain book. And then on my desk, I have a pad of paper Uh, that is a list of the days of the week and it's just blank, but it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's a Monday start. And as the week, uh, as I get ready for the week ahead, I write the things in the three essentials that have to happen each of those days for the work. And that just stays on my desk. When I come to work in the morning, I can see it sitting there. It's a good reminder, Um, so one that's in my bag and on my body and my phone which has recurring appointments and a pad of paper that I could just jot in it lays flat on my desk and I look at what I need to get going get yourself a calendar no wrong way to do it but this kind of planning you need to be able to look ahead at the week at the month and the year so you know when your deadlines are so you know what people are looking for and when and you can do planning around that it gives you a greater opportunity of selling your work it's that simple and it will help you get more done and that's what's in the desk all right we're going to wind it up today so you actually have some time to do some of this development work and future planning and goal setting and all these things that are going to help us finish this year strong and get excited for the year ahead and have fun with this right it's great to look at where we've been and to imagine where we can go and i think it's possible for all of us all right, it's time to get to work. And before we go today, take a minute and remember these words from Eleanor Roosevelt. She says, stop wishing and start doing. And this week, sit down and simply write. Electric acid. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour.